Hey everyone, it's Monica with Be Still Be Free and I'm here with Sarah today. Yes, you are. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> um, and we are on week two of this B, what are we calling this? I don't B know word series? Word. A B word? But by the time this airs, y'all will know that the title is. But as we record, I, we haven't decided what we're calling we it. We have one yet. Well, we'll work through that. Um, in hindsight, pray for the Holy Spirit to show us what we what, what would that be? Because it's not a... But these aren't all root words with a B-E in them either. Like prefix? Yeah, but like for the word believe, that's not really a prefix. That's true. It's part of the word. That's true. Oh, who knows? Anywho, we'll work this out offline, but... Um, <laughs> For now, welcome to week two of whatever this series is that we've called it. A word that starts with B E. <laughs> Five words that start with B E. There's not a, an episode called Beer. I know that. <laughs> um, last week we talked about because, and um, this week we're going to talk about believe. believe. So, Sarah, what do you have for us? Okay, what, what comes to your mind? We're laughing because Molly's in the background tweeting her doggy toy right now. <laughs> I'm asking Monica a question. She gets up and walks, runs away Sorry. from the table. <laughs> My dog, of course, just is like, oh, I feel like playing with the squeaky toy right this very second. <laughs> squeak, squeak, I believe. My okay, Lord. so what do you think of when when we say the word believe? Um, I think of Macy's and the big yes. believe the Christmas. Yes! <laughs> I was the exact same way. Thank God. I'm like, this is so sacrilegious, but it's not anything biblical. I believe in Santa. I believe in Jesus. No, no. Yours is Santa. I am Jesus. Oh, obviously. I believe in the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and the power of the blood of Christ. I missed the opportunity. (laughs) Okay. So um, I've got a little story I'm going to start with because I think that this analogy is fantastic. I got this off of the BillyGram.org website and um, it had a little thing on there about believe in this story. I think really is going to tie in what I'm going to discuss with today. Okay. Suppose you were walking along a path and you came to a bridge which crossed which crossed a deep canyon. You might look at it and believe that it would hold you. You might even see other people walking across it, so you know it would hold your weight. But so far, your belief in the bridge is only in your head. When do you really believe the bridge will hold you? You only really believe it will, or I'm sorry, you only really believe it when you are willing to commit your life to it and actually walk across it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like now, I mean, I sort of believe it, but is that real belief? Right. That's right. So we're going to talk about that actually. Uh, Let's talk about the meaning of the word. This is really um, interesting. And I think that... um, when I started doing this, I never really thought about believing and faith kind of going together, but they actually come from a very similar word. Faith um, is the root word from which we get faith is the noun, pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, and believe is the verb, which is pistuio. Okay. But they both come from that root. The okay. Root so word. faith, which is pistis, means faith, belief, firm persuasion, assurance, firm conviction, faithfulness. But believe or pistuio means to trust in, rely upon, commit to the charge of, confide in, have a mental persuasion. So uh. it's much more active. So faith is a noun. It's something that you have. It's something that you possess. Um it's a, it's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. But believing is really more something that you 
do. It's more than just a state of being. Um, it is the act whereby a person lays hold of God's resources, becomes obedient to what he has prescribed, and putting aside all self-interest, self-reliance, trust him completely. It is an unqualified surrender of the whole of one's being and dependence upon him. It is wholly trusting and relying upon him for all things. It is not just mental asset, a, a mental assent to the facts and realities of truth. It must come from a deep inner conviction because even the demons believe. Oh yeah. How about that? That's right. Right. Oh my gosh. This is just so good. So trust in Yahweh with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. He that trusts in his own heart is a fool. So trust and belief can often be a little, um, intertwined here because trust is again, something that you do, right? You don't, it's not necessarily, you don't have something called trust. You do trust. I trust that person. You can say, I have trust in that person, but really basically you're saying it's like the trust fall. Yeah. You're showing that you trust by the action. That's right. So it's an, it's an action. It's, it's not just a mental ascent. Um, and so when you're looking at the bridge, you know, if you're looking at God as your bridge, even the demons will stand at that bridge and say, that's God. Right. But they won't necessarily walk across that bridge. Right. Right. So you can sit there and say, oh, I believe that's God, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Right. So there's two types of, of belief. You can believe things about God and you can believe in God. Yep. So it's really easy to believe about. And I, I think this world is so caught in the believing about Mm -hmm. and not the believing in. We Mm -hmm. can say the right things. We don't necessarily live the right way. We know what his character is, but we don't necessarily believe it's going to catch us if we were falling. Right. It's really not, is that bridge of of God really going to hold me when I cross the, the canyon of fear, when I cross the canyon of doubt, when I cross the canyon of addiction, of pornography of whatever it is it parenting Mm -hmm. marriage Mm -hmm. life it's that bridge really going to be there but you can't really say you believe in god if you're not willing to walk across the bridge of god that's really good isn't that so good yeah that bridge is a great illustration oh i love that illustration when i i think anytime you can tell a story or something like i always think about your pearls like yeah it just sticks with me you know um so again you can believe things about god and you can believe things in god to believe is to accept as true to have faith to cling to to accept the statement of someone as true um so I think that's very important to think about as true, because again, I think that we want to believe that God means all his promises, but I don't necessarily think we live in a way that says, I believe all of God's promises because God is not logical. Faith is the evidence, believing in the evidence of things not seen. Right. So nothing about walking across a bridge in a Canyon makes sense to us sometimes. And yet we need to walk across that bridge so that we can experience the fact that he's got us and he's not going to let us fall because we're putting human attributes on God because we would let each other down and we wouldn't be able to carry the weight of that burden, but he can. It reminds me of um, something that I have told people personally. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast about, and which goes back to the, because Um, a lot of times God allows our faith to be shaken not so we can prove to him what we believe, but right. so that we can prove to ourselves what we believe. Yes. Because unless that bridge 
and we're on it across the canyon, unless it starts moving and shaking, we're not sure what we really believe That's about right. God. But when it's tested, it's so that we know. It's when so that we can blows. say, I will follow you no matter what. I believe what you have to say no matter what. And I've proven that because everything is rocky and unsettled right now. And I still believe what I said that I believed in my head. And I think what happens with that bridge, and we're really going to talk about this bridge, this entire conversation, is we, if we will get on it, mm-hmm. We'll walk until we start to feel the wind blow mm-hmm. and one of two things happen. Well, one of three should, but two, I think happen more than the third. The first one is we turn and run back because yep. we're still close enough to ground. But if we're kind of in the middle and we're kind of halfway, mm-hmm. we don't want to turn either direction and we sit, we sit. in it. Mm-hmm. And we were never meant to sit in it. Mm-hmm. A bridge was never meant for you to sit on. You'll die there. You have to get to one side or the other for nourishment and everything else. Um, but it takes... It takes more faith to stand up, even if you're in the middle of the bridge, it takes more faith to stand up and run to the side that you were never on to begin with right. than it is to turn around and run back to the yeah. misery you just came from. Right. It's like um, what I've said before about like you, you we're supposed to walk through the valley of the shadow yes. of death, not camp out there. That's exactly and right. And we start camping out in the That's middle right. of bridges all the time. We, and we're going to talk about the shadow of the, the valley of the shadow of death. <gasps> Tell me more as we I stroke are, my pretend beard. <laughs> beard. Oh my God. Um, okay. So the first way is to believe what is taught about God is really true. This type of belief is more of a statement of knowledge than it is an expression of faith. The second way is to believe in God. This includes trusting in and daring to be in a relationship with him. It means believing without any doubt that he really is who he says he is and will do all he says he will do. A person who believes in God believes everything written about God in scripture. This kind of faith makes a person a true Christian and gives him everything he desires from God. Um, and that was from Joe McGee. And I'm going to link to this because it was a great little article about belief. Um, and I, I would encourage anybody to go there and, and, and take a look at that. But when you think about that, I love this where it says um, trusting in and daring to be in a relationship with God because it is uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to be in a relationship with something that you can't tangibly see. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, I'm going to tell you when you really do cross the bridge over and over and over again, you really do begin to have less fear and to understand he is there and it, you just know he's got you. Well, I think too, the distinction that you said about believing what he says is true. I think that includes a lot of choosing to believe that what he says is true, even if I don't agree with it. Yes. Yes. Instead of I'm going to take the pieces of the Bible and the pieces of God that make sense to me and create my own idea of him. Mm-hmm. Cause I got news for you. That's, that's not Christianity, right? That's not belief. Okay. That's not faith. Right. Um, but that's more comfortable. And and we, we live in a, a society right now that popcorn style is what they want. I'll take a little bit of this. I'll take a little bit of that. I'll yep. take a little bit of this. I'll take a little bit of that. Well, that could be true because God would never do that as if we can understand the mind of God. Um, you know, well, that can't be true because he could never do that. And like, no, you're missing it. That's like saying, well, I believe that this part of the bridge is going to work, but that, that plank's mm-hmm. not going to work. And I'm, this rope might work, but that rope's not going to work. And if you mm-hmm. don't take the whole bridge, you can't cross over. Cross over. <laughs> so if you don't take the whole Bible and if you don't believe all of it, then at some point the bridge is going to give out and you're going to fall. And I think that's why so many people are walking away from the church because they think it's God that's failed them, but it's really them that's failed them because they, it's their they bridge. Picked. Yeah. It's they, a man-made. Their man-made faith isn't working out for them, but they mm-hmm. want to blame God for it. Mm-hmm. So kick out the man-made faith and bring in the Bible. And I think that that'll 
take care of a lot of problems. Absolutely. Um, so what I love too is in the Bible, when the word believe comes around, usually there's a promise and a premise. And I love, um, oh gosh, um, Oh, Purpose Driven Life. Rick Warren. Um, He did a study one time that we did in our Sunday school class, and he talked about the promise and the premise. That oftentimes, whenever a promise is given to us in the Bible, there's a premise. And there are a lot of promises that are given in the Bible where the premise is to believe. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to talk about a few of those verses, and then we're going to settle in on one. In Hebrew 11, 6, um, it's, and without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So believe equals reward and pleasing him, but you don't get the reward and you don't get to please him until you believe right. promise, pr- premise, promise, right. John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Believing is promise of eternal life. Yep. Mark 5, 36. But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. So believe equals not having fear. John six fifteen. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall no longer hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Again, believing. So there's your, your premise equals the promise of never thirsting and having your needs met. Mm-hmm. Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy spirit, you may abound in hope. Again, believe is the, the premise the promise is hope. So, I mean, you can just go on and on and on. And I bet if you went and Googled, I know you would, because every verse that popped up that had the word believe in it, it was a promise premise. Like you're going to get this if you will do this. And it's how we've talked about with be still be free. You can't put the cart before the horse. You can't be free mm-hmm. without the willingness to be still. And that whole thing came from be still know that I am God. We know that God is the truth. And the mm-hmm. truth will set you free. Right. So it's kind of putting those two verses together, but that's how you become free is by knowing God. And the only way you can truly know God is by sitting still long enough to understand who he is. Well, and that's what Jesus said in Luke 8, uh, 21, 31, something like that, where he says, um, if you hear my word and abide in my teaching, you are truly my disciples, colon. Yes. That's the be still. Yes. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so we throw around the know the truth and the truth will set you free. But have you heard his voice and abided in his word first? That's exactly right. Yeah, and be abiding, a disciple. And abiding, when you think about that, I think we talked about abiding, be abiding, but abiding means sitting in mm-hmm. and and longing, marinating for and in. marinating mm-hmm. in it. That's exactly right. Um, which is kind of like that state of, of of meditation, that state of taking things in, silent enough to get wrapped up in it, yeah. you know? Get the full flavor of, as yeah. one of my mentors used to say. So I think that there's a verse in the Bible uh, three verses that David wrote that really is David, ultimate boyfriend. Yep. I know your Bible boyfriend, my Bible boyfriend, the ultimate biblical example of belief, because if we go back and we think about that, it is a, it, I think of it as compassion. I think of it, the difference between kindness and compassion, where we mm-hmm. talk about how kindness is kind of the surface thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the believing about God, but the compassion is when you feel, feel it in your gut. Like that's the, that's kind of like the believing in God, something like you're willing to cross the bridge, mm-hmm. even if you know it's going to be hard because you believe so passionately in him that you would never not want to walk in faith. Mm-hmm. 
It's almost the because, yeah, if you will, yeah. right? Just looking at the answers of the cause. And so David had the causes when he wrote, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay. So there was this fantastic article that was written and um it's it was right out of bible study tools in the commentaries right mm-hmm. and again i'm going to link to this we're going to break this down just going to kind of try to fly through it a little bit but i want to talk about it because it's really kind of cool we're breaking every verse down and we're talking about exactly what it means and when you do this you can really understand how david believed he, he got it like he knew okay so gay though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death for me this is kind of the world for me, mm-hmm. right? I feel like this world is all is our journey to death, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and David's talking, he's, he's foreshadowing a little bit about his death. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So here, the believer walks through the valley. He doesn't run and he doesn't stand still. To walk indicates the steady advance of a soul which knows its road, knows its end, resolves to follow the path, feels quite safe and is therefore perfectly calm and composed. <sighs> That's so good. Isn't that great? We talk about life being a journey mm-hmm. and not a des- it's not a destination, right. really. It's a journey. And so when you think about that, resolves to follow the path, feels quite safe because we know who's on it with us and is therefore perfectly calm and composed. We don't live perfectly calm and composed in this world. <laughs> oh, believer no, and unbeliever. But as a believer, if you really believe in God and not just about God, you have what it takes to walk this world perfectly calm and composed. Um, I loved this. Death is not the house, but the porch. Oh, right. So this world is just the porch, right? The that's house so is, good. is the kingdom, right? Right. We're just on the porch. Oh, that's, and so, that's good. so good. And the believer walks through the valley, not in the valley, which means one comes out of one of, of it, right? right? When you're walking through something, you're coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And when you're just walking in, it means you're always in it. You yeah. never come out of it. Right. There's no end point. It's like um, in Daniel when they're in the fiery furnace and it's, they came out, they came through the fire yeah. without smelling like smoke. Yes. Like they came through it. Yes. They yeah. came through it. They, they didn't live in it. They mm-hmm. didn't stay in it. They didn't wear it. Mm-hmm. It's so important. To, those, those visual contexts I think are so very important because when we're going through a valley and we can remember some of those things, it gives us that hope to believe in the because, yeah. right? Um, and then I loved this. So the valley of the shadow of death, where there is a shadow, there is light. Oh, that's so good. Fantastic. I wish oh. I could take uh, credit and say I My came up with all these. Really, I really I know, You're going to love this. This is, this was so good. I just, I just wrapped this up. I loved it so much. Okay. Yea, though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. So for me, I said the evil one is seeking to kill, steal, and destroy, right? So we we need to we need to face the fact that there is evil in this world, right? Mm-hmm. But we do not have to live in the evil. We don't have to fear the evil um, because we have, again, the belief in God and in all of his promises. The worst evils of life are those which do not exist except in our imagination. Well, yes. It's the fears of what ifs. Yeah. The what ifs often keep us from crossing the bridge. What if the bridge falls? What if I'm afraid of heights? 
what if the wind blows? What if? And so in our own imagination, we recreate this world of fear. Mm -hmm. The wind isn't even existent. The bridge isn't moving. Mm -hmm. What if somebody cuts the um, ties to the bridge while my child is on it? Right. That's the fear that really gets me now. Yes. So there are so many fears that we have created in our own imagination that cause us to live in that fear and not cross the bridge instead of knowing that I will have, I will fear no evil. There mm-hmm. is no evil that can get me. David doesn't deny there's evil. He simply says he has moved beyond the power that fear can have on himself. I will fear no evil, not even the evil one himself. I will not dread the last enemy. I will look upon him as conquered foe an enemy to be destroyed. Okay. So that's my thing. Like when we live in the fear, we're giving Satan the victory, right? We're admitting, we're saying that it's bigger than us and bigger than God in us. And we're really believing more in Satan mm-hmm. than we are in God. Greg would agree with that completely. He That's would. his whole point. Oh, there you go, Greg. <laughs> so why, if, if God and Satan were standing right in front of us and you could visibly see them both and there was no bridge to cross to get to either one of them, which one would you, which one would you choose? You would choose God without a heartbeat. Right. Okay. In the spiritual world, it's the same. It is the same thing. Mm-hmm. God is on one side of the bridge and Satan is on the other side of the bridge. And we stand with Satan mm-hmm. more often than we stand with God. And we don't even realize that's what we're doing. Right. So the fear of the imagination, like we, we've got to take that under control. And we've got to understand that we're serving one master in every decision that we make. We are either serving God and being kingdom builders, or we are serving Satan and letting him have control over keeping us from living for God. Absolutely. Or influence over that. Okay. Thou art with me. He will never leave us or forsake us. That's my, that's my parentheses for that. Mm -hmm. I have in having the, all that I can crave. I have perfect comfort and absolute security for thou art with me. We're never alone. So when you're walking that bridge, I have perfect comfort and absolute security for thou art with me. We're never alone. Um, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort, or no, just thy rod and thy staff. uh, Yeah, they comfort me. Okay. Life can have hard lessons. The wind's going to blow. God loves us. Okay. By which you govern and rule your flock, the ensigns of your sovereignty and of all your graciousness care, they comfort me. So here's the deal, right? The rod and the staff. Every shepherd goes out with a rod. And most of the time that rod has occurred at the end of it, right? So sometimes the shepherd has to flick the sheep to get them not to go over into the briar, to go up to the cliff or go somewhere that would be harmful for them. But he knows sometimes that they do. So he's got this awesome staff that's got this crooked at the end of it. So he will leave the ones that are okay, go find the one that has fallen, and he'll scoop it up with the round part, pull it out of whatever it's gotten into and bring it back to the flock. Yep. Okay. So yeah, the rod hurts sometimes. But it's comforting to know it's there so that if we ever go wayward, it rescues us. Mm -hmm. Um, With the staff, he rules and guides the flock to their green pastures and defends them from their enemies. With it also, he corrects them with with them when disobedient and brings them back when wandering. So again, the rod and the staff, they comfort me. They give us, that's why our kids need boundaries. They need rods and staff. Right. Because it shows them that you care enough. Yep. Um, You're prepared for the moment and you're prepared out of the moment in case they do get away and you can bring it back in. Now yeah. prepare us to table before me. 
even now, God goes before us to prepare a place for us. Mm -hmm. Nothing is hurried. There's no confusion, no disturbance. The enemy is at the door, and yet God prepares a table. And the Christian sits down and eats as if everything were in perfect peace. Oh, the peace which Jehovah gives to his people in the midst of the most trying circumstances. So you're on the bridge. He's with you on the bridge. Yeah. He knows the evil one's on the other side. And what's he doing for you on the other side? He's preparing a table. He's getting it all set up for you. He goes before you and prepares this table. Um, Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Every day he meets us and prepares us for the day. He shows us his love and his abundance. Mm -hmm. So uh, thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. In the East, the people frequently anointed their visitors with some very fragrant perfume. Give them a cup or a glass of some choice wine, which they are careful to fill till it runs over. Can you imagine just sitting there and you're just a cup of wine just running over? press pause for a second. <laughs> okay. So the first, the oil was designed to show their love and their respect. It was kind of a, I respect you as my guest. I'm going to anoint you with oil. I'm going to give you perfume. The latter was to imply that while they remained there, they should have an abundance of everything. So to something that this kind of psalmist probably alludes to in this passage, this was Samuel Berner who said that he's saying God anoints us daily for what is before us. Mm -hmm. And he shows us that he's going to abundantly provide for us throughout the day. Yeah. All right. That's so good. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, which means he continues to shower us daily. I loved this, that um, there was an author who said that goodness and mercy are like twin guardian angels. Oh, that's so good. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Those are your garden angels. Their names are mercy and goodness. Is that awesome? I love that picture too. So imagine being on the bridge. Goodness and mercy are on that bridge on either side. Right. Helping us out. Right. They're our guardian angels. And goodness supplies our needs while mercy blots out our sins. Love it. So he's providing for us and blotting out at the same time. Giving and taking. Yes. It's just, it's so beautiful. And I love that David is writing on this because this is proof of what believing really is. And you look at the life of David and all that he did and all that he screwed up, right? He knew. He did know. He knew, but he knew he had to leave that side and cross over to the other. Um, And his whole life was that bridge. And that really, when you think about it, we're that bridge. And then, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's where we are headed. It's his ultimate promise. It's his ultimate because. Yes. A servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. While I'm here, I will be a child at home with my God, with the whole world shall be his house to me. And when I ascend into the upper chamber, I shall not change my company, nor even change the house. I shall only go to dwell in the upper story of the house of the Lord forever. May God grant us grace to dwell in the serene atmosphere of this most blessed Psalm. So we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the other side, right? But we have to have the belief on the journey to get there because if not, we're stuck. Right. And then I have to say, like, did you ever really have the real faith to believe, to belong, to, to begin with? Because if all we do is believe in or believe about, but not believe in, that's not salvation. Well, and it's not living. It's not the abundant life Mm -mm. that Christ died to give us. And so having thoughts about something that you think are true are very different than living a true life. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Just, but I mean, it really, it is a, 
we should be living in the fullness of the fruits. We should be living in the fullness of joy, in the fullness of right. belief. And it should look different than all the people that just kind of mediocrely walk around, mm-hmm. show up, sit in a pew, leave, and nothing's different Monday mm-hmm. through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you think about David, David David had a hard life. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a very crazy full life. Mm-hmm. And he made mistakes. But he never left the bridge and and he did it. There was life transformation in mm-hmm. him and he always gave God the glory in it. And he, he knew was where quick to repent yes. in the places that because we're all going to screw up, mm-hmm. maybe not as blatantly as David in some instances. Right. But how quick are we to acknowledge it, to repent and to go back the other direction? That's right. Like. He was running toward the first side of the bridge and he repented and started, went quicker That's to right. get to the other side. That's exactly right. Every time. So I just think that if you think about believing in being just a, it's a conviction, it's a living out of, it's a, it's a, a demonstration. I just want to read this, this passage one more time. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So I believe that we're going to walk through a valley. I believe I do not have to fear. I believe that you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I know that you're never going to leave me or forsake me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. He knows Satan is right behind us trying to get us to run right back. Yet He is in full confidence on the other side of that bridge preparing a table for us. He anoints us daily to prepare us for what's ahead of us. He abundantly provides for our needs. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. We've got those twin guardian angels, goodness Mm -hmm. and mercy, and the promise, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So if you believe, you can have no fear. You will believe that the Lord is always with you, that he comforts you, he provides you. We have guardian angels. He provides abundantly and that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Those three verses can get us through the valley of the shadow of death because it truly shows all the promises that God has for us and how we can believe in him. Oh, that's so good. I love that. Um, Man. Yeah, good. Thank you, Bible study tools. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, BST. Love it. Okay. Practical applications for me is just, um, do you live like you believe? Are you believing like you believe in, or are you living like you believe about? And I think that is an important conversation to have with yourself because believing about is not salvation. Mm -hmm. Believing in means that you've had transformation and that you're actively living for God. I would say too, um, believing about is, like the trilogy without the Holy Spirit. It's the Father and the Son. And yeah. when you believe in the Holy Spirit components Ooh, finishes the whole thing. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. I love that. That's oh that could be a that could be a podcast in and of itself. Right there. For 2019. That's right. Okay. Isn't that crazy we just said that? Okay. <laughs> are you looking at the bridge or are you walking over the bridge? Mm-hmm. Ask the Lord to give you the confidence to believe. Ask him to open your eyes. Even the parent with the dying child cries out, I believe, help me to believe. Mm-hmm. So in the Bible, there's the story of the crying child mm-hmm. or dying child. And the parent, I think it was the mom, cries out, I believe, 
help me to believe, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So she's saying, I, I do, I do, but please help me. But there's places I don't. Yes. I do, but, but help me. I do in my head. I don't quite in my heart yet, yeah. but I want to. So cry it's a out. want to. I believe, mm-hmm. help me to believe because the spirit of God is inside of you and he wants you to believe and he'll meet you where you're at. Yeah. He'll help you do that. Um, call your fear out in the moment and take it captive. I'm telling you, fear is of the devil. It is. It is so, so of the devil. And remember what I had said up here about fear, about, um, oh, what was the word? Um, of, the worst evils of life are those which do not exist except in our imagination. Yeah. Most of them are not even for real. Uh, journal them. Recognize them. Call mm-hmm. them out. And then put sticky notes all around the house that simply read believe. And I had said this last week about yours. Yeah. With, um, because, because mm-hmm. right. Every week we could just put a different set of sticky notes up just to remind we need us to make a set of we all should. these words and yes. just sell them. And just sell them. <laughs> we should. And pretty, pretty straight just to put around your house so that you have them. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So that's my thing on believe. Wow. My goodness, Sarah Goody. That was great. Just believe people. Just you believe. will not regret it. Believe with your hands and your feet. Yes. Yes. It can't just be a mental belief. Mm-hmm. Again, like it, it doesn't matter if you stand at the bridge and believe you've got to walk across the bridge. Yeah. And the world needs to see believers walking across the bridge. You have no idea what somebody else's journey of walking across the bridge yep. will do in the life of somebody that's walked. Like if you're just watching someone walk, you have no idea the levels of courage that that instills the desire the the curiosity about how are you doing that well you bring up a really great point because if you're walking across your bridge and i'm walking across my bridge mm -hmm. we can there all these people we can all help each other keep walking across your bridge encourage each other yeah like yell out like don't give up you're doing great and it's that you know let go of every weight that hinders you so you can run your race like you might be farther ahead on your bridge but i can still be excited for you and celebrate where you're at and vice versa that's exactly right that's really good all right all right well i'm gonna pray us out father god i just pray that you would um in the lives of every single person listening right now Put the image of a bridge that they need to cross right in front of them. Make it clear as day, Lord. And I pray that you would, um, by the power of your spirit, just help that person slay the fear that is keeping them from making that first step. Lord, I pray that you would give a holy boldness and an empowerment to every listener that they may begin to believe in and not just believe about you and your precious son, Jesus. And we just ask these things in his name. Amen. Amen.